0: He abandoned corporate America to embark on a whole new venture in horror podcasting. Please join your host and his sister for today's episode of Not Your Average Horror Show.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Not Your Average Horror Show. Apologies if you can pick up this dog in the background. We have the windows open, so unfortunately, it's picking up outside external noise (laughs) we got to
2: get the summer feel in here somehow
1: yes exactly we're very (laughs) excited as i alluded to last week at the end of day of the dead we would be doing graduation day a very timely movie even though it is a high school graduation which typically take place in june um i first watched this back in 1991 or 92 i would say like right about the time I was getting ready to graduate high school myself, and, uh, but it was May that I saw it. Mm-hmm. So in recent years, I've kind of like picked up the tradition of just watching this this time of year because just like back then, it kind of gets me excited about the summer. Um, just like those nice warm days ahead, mm-hmm. you know, you try and recapture some of that enthusiasm when you're sitting in the classroom, the teacher cracks open the window if you live in a safe neighborhood and the air wafts in that warm air, you smell the cut grass out on the soccer field or whatever. Would you agree with that, Adrian?
2: I would. Um, only sometimes manure where we were <laughs> we did where we the, were raised. We
1: got a note of cow shit every now and then. Yes. Very true.
2: Yes. And I also wanted to mention congrats to any recent graduates who are tuning in to our podcast.
1: Oh, yeah. I guess at the moment it would be college graduates. Yeah. Uh, this is a high school. But, yes, I saw a commencement happen on TV for some place.
2: Oh, yeah. Was... Well, they've been going off <laughs> everywhere. Surprise, surprise. My, uh, my neighborhood is crawling with graduates.
1: Well, yes, you're what? University of Penn or Drexel or, or both?
2: Well, yeah. Technically, both. They're like a block away from each other. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I live uh, right up the road from two very large campuses.
1: Always a fun time of year.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, especially picking through the. Uh, the trash of everyone moving out <laughs> from college. Ever find campus. any
1: treasures there? I mean, it's college kids; they probably don't have anything too interesting.
2: I mean, you'd be surprised. They are they are rich college kids. Oh, that's typically. True. Parents um,
1: occasionally do buy them something nice.
2: Yeah, they call it U Christmas where uh, where I'm from. <laughs> wow, of the amount of uh, product that is discarded on the streets.
1: For, oh, so it's like a pickers type of <laughs> yeah dream. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you have to be out there early enough. You have to plan for when you want to strike to pick up that stuff up. Not that you would do that, but.
2: Oh, yeah. Never. <laughs> Not that I would be wearing a shirt that I potentially got from.
1: <laughs> oh, and you're sitting on my couch. Are you sure it's that thing been was clean? it washed. Okay. All right. If you say so. <laughs> Who was your favorite character of Day of the Dead, by the way?
2: Bub the Zombie. Okay. Course. Very good. <laughs> Seems like the right answer.
1: Good choice. You could say Frankenstein or Logan and whatever his name was, but he was a little weird. Eh. That would probably be me if I was in the movie. Mm-hmm. The highly intelligent but eccentric doctor. I could play that part, right? Right. Or maybe I would be Rhodes. I don't know. Sure. <laughs> Two completely different characters. <laughs> All right, enough of that. Graduation day. Yes, yeah, so as I was saying, I was, uh, let's see, probably in 11th or 12th grade when I first saw this. And I kind of forgot about it over the years until when was it? Right before covid i just randomly had the vhs tape of it popped it in and i'm like wait a minute why haven't i why, why haven't i been watching this more often and why hasn't not this become a recent tradition
2: you've been sleeping on it all these years
1: i know it's like one of those hidden gems that i've <laughs> already seen but didn't appreciate so that's kind of when uh, that kicked off and literally just yesterday um adrian and i both watched it uh Albeit an upgrade from the old VHS (laughs) copy. We saw it on Blu-ray. Yeah. At least I think it was.
2: Such new uh, technology.
1: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, seriously. So the movie opens much unlike your average horror movie. Uh, There's a very, I don't know what you want to call it, but common looking scene of a track field. And this disco inspired music (laughs) that sets the soundtrack for it. And... I think, as you said yesterday, it looks almost like they're advertising something.
2: The what? Oh, yeah. It seemed like an ad. I was like, is this actually the start of the movie? Everybody
1: (laughs) wants to be the winner. (laughs) I think was one of the lyrics. So, yeah, it could have easily been uh, an ad for, I don't know, shoes. It could have been for, like, I don't know, Gatorade. Something along (laughs) those lines.
2: I was just um, a little bit thrown off by (laughs) something. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And, like... Like a few scenes in this movie, it just seems to go on and on and on. And then finally, the creepy music starts getting built into it. And suddenly, you see it focus in on a girl who's leading the pack of runners. And you can tell she's going to win. But soon enough, you can tell something's not right either. She kind of just kind of collapses there uh, right on the track. Mm -hmm. And suddenly, people's... Faces of joy turn to horror and her boyfriend and many other people run out. They scramble out to, to get to her on the field. Uh, she died. So this turns out to be a blood clot. And later on, I think, yeah, that was revealed later on with what the cause of it was. Mm-hmm. And everyone quickly looks at the coach saying, you know, you shouldn't push these athletes so hard because look what's going to happen. So it... Um, that kind of sets up the stage of the coach being cast as the main character. This movie it really tries to become a who-done it, um, as with many horror movies, but I think to the extent of it, it's almost like trying to be a little bit too clever.
2: Yeah, I think I was also left with the question of who is the main character mm-hmm. as well as the who done it. It's like who Who's the main character?
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. It was kind of strange because you assume that the first lady, see, um, Anne Ramstead, or should I say, ensign Anne right. Ramstead? Mm-hmm. Such an uncommon term, but apparently that's a rank in the Navy where it's not quite lieutenant, but it's above something else.
2: Yeah. We needed to employ Google to uh, <laughs> educate us on what that meant.
1: Yeah. We see an ensign Anne Ramstead. We <laughs> first see her in a truck with some fat slob who's driving he's giving her a <laughs> ride somewhere i guess she, that kind of like paints her as very independent mm-hmm. you know Her.
2: i was very impressed with the uh, introduction of a strong female lead
1: yeah and i was you know i was happy with that too um because this was we've mentioned this before in a previous show that we did that you know there's certain things in the 80s which were just not common uh Nightmare on Elm Street 2 like mm-hmm. with the whole gay theme like they could have used they could have done it a different way mm-hmm. to to um I guess make things like I guess take a stand for something
2: progressive
1: I guess you could say that <laughs> but ultimately they did not they kind of waffled in Nightmare on Elm mm-hmm. Street 2 and in this one they kind of did also because she well Not complete, not as bad as Nightmare 2, but they show her, like, they built her up as this very strong female lead, you know, kind of like, she's no-nonsense, she can take charge when she needs to, but the next next thing you know, they kind of, like, make her look like a crackpot, like, just a few (laughs) minutes later, because they want to make her a suspect along with everybody else, and I think that Mm -hmm. was one of the flaws of this movie.
2: Yeah, it was hard to like anybody in this movie which I guess is kind of a somewhat common thing in the horror genre yeah because you just want to leave room for people to die but <laughs>
1: yeah I guess that's it um you know of course there's movies where they make likable characters but mm-hmm. there's you know like I guess Halloween Jamie Lee Curtis but this one yeah definitely there's not a lot I mean it's just very typical most of the characters are just either dumbass teachers or uh, <laughs> asshole high school kids right it's one or the other so um, what's interesting about this movie is they never used the theme, the pomp and circumstance. theme. Uh, I always thought that yeah. was something that was missing. There is a more recent movie along those lines called uh, Most Likely to Die. Then <laughs> it's funny because those two movies pretty much have interchangeable names mm-hmm. where it is based around some kind of graduation or Most Likely to Die featured them 10 years later at their reunion. Mm hmm. And they featured that song. They did it very well, surprisingly. Not much else went well in that movie. But (laughs) the one scene where they show one of the characters being hunted down by the killer, the killer wore, I think, the actual cap and the tassel. Oh, wow. And you hear this, like, bump, 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 bump. You know, the the theme song. Yeah. And it's just, like, it was very well done. But nothing else was well done in that movie. Um, (laughs) Yeah. this one and as a matter of fact like when i graduated college they didn't use pomp and circumstance then either we really? went to the same place did they do it at yours i was there but i can't remember
2: um i don't remember either i remember <laughs> high school they did but right maybe they just don't for college i don't know uh, maybe
1: it was just our college we won't even say <laughs> the name of this esteemed we're so
0: ashamed college.
1: right um the first 50 minutes it's it's kind of like, you know, building her up. And then she deals with her abusive stepdad, uh, you know. And it's just not really explained why he has such a problem with her. I guess because he feels that she's been kind of absentee all these years.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: he makes a comment that, like, he raised her sister. So her sister is the one that got killed. I don't know if we mentioned that. Mm-hmm. But that's why she's in town. She came back from being in Guam. And she was there actually to ceremoniously receive her sister's diploma mm-hmm. but upon going back to her house very nice house by the way very big
2: right yeah. um
1: yeah her mom's happy to see her but the stepdad is like you know i raised your sister as she was my own she's like where were you all these years so maybe he had a bit of a point but of course <laughs> like he was too extreme with the way he was talking to her he called her a bitch like what three different times <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah a little it's, bit uncalled for it
0: seemed a bit much <laughs>
1: A little excessive. Yeah. Um, so, and then there's a scene where she goes into the auditorium where... Well, no. before. So, before that, like, you see her. She's on this path, which happens to be, like, one of these zones that all the high school kids go into. Where it spells out doom for them. For whatever reason, this, mm-hmm. this path in the woods. And so, she's there and she comes across another one of her classmates um i forget her sister's name do you remember laura okay we'll go with that i think you're right (laughs) she's like oh hi i'm laura's sister he's like you were one of her classmates you're on the track team right Mm -hmm. she's like yeah yeah i was and then she goes on to say it's just like yeah that's a shame she's like my sister meant everything to me and now she's dead (laughs) and that's when they just start like destroying her personality that they worked so hard to build up yeah and yeah. the girl's like, "Um, okay. Bye." <laughs> and then when you see Ensign Anne Ramstead in the in the auditorium like there to receive the diploma, that same girl sees her and she's like, "Oh,
0: mm-hmm. wow.
1: That sister is really weird." And then you can clearly see that they're trying to do something like build her up as a suspect.
2: Yeah. <laughs> At this point in the movie, I felt that it was like kind of disorienting and like kind of weird I didn't mind it because I feel like it added to the uh, unsettled feelings but Mm -hmm. it was kind of hard to parse out like exactly what was happening
1: (laughs) right and that honestly might be one of the reasons why I kind of just like I watched it once and that was enough Mm -hmm. but because of it's the nostalgia thing I think that's made me get more connected to it recently yeah as opposed as with as is the case with several other horror movies that i watch on a regular basis mm-hmm. i just like the idea of it and you know having watched it back then and just like kind of connecting with those memories of high school and stuff it's just it's fun um
2: <laughs> a fun time for all uh, well.
1: right yeah seriously so um now, what you said before about, like, them not really establishing any main character. Yeah, it just kind of, like, it's almost like a segmented section one by one where it things are tied together. Yeah, but there's points to the movie, especially between the... Um, it was the principal and his admin. Mm-hmm. Like, that... Those scenes go on way too long.
2: Yeah, I actually made a note to say that, like, <laughs> the the last third of the movie or so was, like unnecessary because it was just like fluff with that like one guy who like did it with Dolores, the (laughs) the student.
1: Oh, Mr. Roberts. Mr. Roberts. Oh, I got some things to say about him.
2: Okay, well I guess we'll get there. But yeah, and then the (laughs) the that one guy and his secretary. Like that all just seemed like why. (laughs) I
1: know. Yeah. It was like it's almost like they were trying to build something up with Mm -hmm. the principal. And what was her name? Not Bunny. Blondie.
2: Blondie, yeah. And she called
1: him Bunny, maybe. It was all <laughs> so stupid. And it's just like, okay, so we're seeing all these pet names. We're seeing there's clearly a relationship going on. But uh-huh. to what end? What's the point? Yeah. Um, because there wasn't one. Um, mm-hmm. It just like it had that in there. It's like pretty much filler. And of course, talk about filler. How about that filler? <laughs> fucking band (laughs) that eight minute long song which is just like
2: you didn't like it
1: uh it's complicated (laughs) i kind of hate it but there's parts of it i like there's seconds of it i like and Mm -hmm. it's really hard to explain i like the song for like in two seconds worth and then i hate it again (laughs) i even like seeing the band there for like two seconds and i hate them everything from like their name uh not warrant what am i trying to it's something like that oh felony felony the name of the band is felony. <laughs> apparently this was a real band back then really and i don't know if like maybe the director had director herb freed he might have had some kind of like i don't know contract with them to kind of like if he wanted a band in his movie but the band like was maybe uh declaring they wanted to be in there for like eight minutes at least
2: yeah they got they had to fit an entire single in the, uh, <laughs> but three in the times segment. that because the singles kept going
1: on and on. It's the most redundant song you ever ever Wait, heard. did
2: you have a timer? Like yeah, the murder I did timed it? <laughs> i
1: last year when I watched, I timed it. I made a note last year for for whenever we did this podcast. Last year when we weren't even doing the podcast yet.
2: Yeah, <laughs> you, you knew. May you know, of like 2022, this, we didn't start. This information would be pertinent at some point.
1: <laughs> right. Well, like I said, I had this movie circled on the calendar to do, because this is one of the ones I was most looking forward to do, Like, kind of like with the first two mm-hmm. episodes where I had a plan. Like there's right. a plan for those two, Yeah, just like there was a plan for this one. So this is one that I've kind of like been storing away notes for a long time.
2: Yeah, so we've only really had three good episodes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I guess so, yeah. <laughs> I guess if you like the first two, you'll probably like this one. <laughs> Damn, why didn't I promote it that way? I could have promoted that last week and then people, <laughs> more people would have tuned in. Um. So, yeah, getting at the band, it was, and the song is just like so repetitive, and it's clearly a ripoff of the Doobie Brothers' China Grove, which I mentioned you didn't know the song, but if yeah. you listen to it, you'll, you'll recognize it.
2: Right, if I heard it, I'd be like, oh, yeah. So it's it China
1: Grove meets... Bachman-Turner Overdrive, one of their songs, okay. Taking Care of Business, maybe. It's mm-hmm. just like a combination of It's clearly a ripoff of that. <laughs> and whatever they're saying in there, I think where it keeps building up to that one part where they're saying, we're dangerous. <laughs> I don't know if that's... I tried looking for the lyrics and couldn't find it. Oh, man. The song is Gangster of Rock, I think. Gangster but, of Rock. Yeah. <laughs> but I think they're saying, I'm dangerous. But it. But it's so stupid because if you've seen this band, you would not be afraid of them.
2: (laughs) Or afraid of them, but for reasons that they. uh, Yeah, not not the intended (laughs) reason.
1: Unintentional.
2: (laughs) Unintentional fear.
1: So, all that to say, yeah, there's a bit of filler in this movie Mm -hmm. between the band and that one scene between the principal and the admin none of that was really necessary. Maybe shorten that up. It could have. Now I will say this, we both had the same comment that there was some good editing in this movie Mm -hmm. during, you know.
2: Yeah. I think sometimes the buildup like worked well. I think there was like a few first person perspective shots that I think, I don't know. At least it felt ahead of its time Mm -hmm. when I was watching it. Um, But yeah, and then sometimes the way that the camera would pan, um, like there was like a lack of music sometimes in those scenes, which made it feel like a little bit um, more unsettling. So, oh, okay. Yeah. I think Without was, music, you're saying? Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think there's a few things that it, it actually did well there. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, this movie was a pretty moderate hit. It's not like a very recognizable name. Like if, for instance, it came out, I think the same year as Friday the 13th mm. um, or the sequel to Friday the 13th. Mm-hmm. This movie made $35 million off of a $5 million budget. That's pretty damn good.
2: Yeah. I was going to say like, it looks like a low budget film. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, back then they had less money to work with. Like, Yeah. I think by the 90s, even if your movie spent like $70 million, that was unheard of.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, you know, $5, to, five million, $10 million, it could have been like pretty standard. But yeah, even for that time, it would have been a little bit um, under budgeted.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it, um, yeah, it's funny because it had a similar, I think, earnings at the box office to Friday the 13th, but oh. obviously it has nowhere near the name recognition.
2: Right, uh, yeah, 13th. I had never heard of it. Right. Yeah, Not that that says much, but...
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's like, it's not on that top level of recognized, but it's kind of like the next... It's not
2: iconic in that way. I'd
1: say it's like the next level down. Mm. Those who are a little little bit more in the know about horror movies, it's like, yeah, that's automatic. You know, graduation day. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, now with the band, yeah, that's towards the end of when you're watching the people roller skate around the band and they're doing that stupid song, you see (laughs) the killer strike uh leanna quigley so that kind of mirrors what's going on with the band because that sequence plays out for a long time as she's being chased
2: oh yeah i did notice that (laughs) i was like there's only so many like times they can show her running (laughs) through the woods a
1: very strange sequence i must say it goes from her making out with her boyfriend yeah the guy suddenly stands up to take a piss Uh uh-huh so he's off to the side (laughs) and she's just kind of like sitting there smiling and all of a sudden, he gets decapitated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and she's like, you know, her smile turns to a look of horror, of course, and right. she starts running, and her running just felt like it was minutes.
2: Yeah. And then there, it, like, showed the killer for, like, a couple seconds, and he kind of, like, does a little jig. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like...
1: Anybody who's seen this remembers the killer's strange movements that, that really... <laughs> It's agile, I guess, but it looks funny. Right. Uh, it
2: doesn't look sinister, I think, no. the way they wanted it to.
1: It doesn't. But it's more realistic if if the killer really is killing as many people as as the movie portrays him, that would be like how a killer should behave to keep up with everybody. Like all these movies that feature like the slow killer, the very <laughs> sinister one who's just moving 2 miles an hour Yeah, they would never catch up with anybody. But so this is like a more realistic look of what a killer is, but he just doesn't look very. (laughs) That's why they don't use it very often, I
0: guess.
1: (laughs) So yeah, that whole sequence was pretty long. I mean, she's being chased and she hides behind some bushes, and out of the blue, like a dog walks by, (laughs) and that startles her, and then the killer chases her again and then
2: <laughs> another 10 minutes later
1: <laughs> yeah her boobs pop out for no reason whatsoever because the next oh, scene like why her... did
2: i not notice that
1: yeah i mean i was talking about it for half an hour <laughs> no i'm just kidding and then uh, her shirt's tucked in right after that so a little inconsistency there too hmm. but yeah of course, um, he gets her, I can't, I think he just stabbed her through the neck with a sword. His right. typical costume, I think, was the fencing, mm-hmm. right? He had a fencing mask, and he would use that sword.
2: Yeah, because I think they just, at this high school, offered every, like, sport ever. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh, that's pull. true. It <laughs> was, like, pole vaulting. I saw that in the beginning. I was just like, I don't know. I didn't know, like, high schools could be this intense about offering every like Olympic sport.
1: Yeah, well you gotta admit our high school was a little behind the times on um on what it had to offer.
2: <laughs> yeah like, we had like three sports or something. We had wrestling, four.
1: cheerleading oh, and basketball. Right. <laughs> yeah. Everything yeah. there was no football team. <laughs> <laughs> Lack of interest or something. I think the the average class size was just too small. Like literally every yeah. guy in the class would have to play football for it to work. They
2: would have to like play like five sports (laughs) at the same time yeah yeah good
1: point (laughs) so yeah too small of a school unfortunately but yeah there was it was funny because like one of the reasons like they want to show all those different sports it just gives them more options for people to get killed
2: oh yeah was this before or after the football scene
1: oh which and
2: the chronology of her getting discussion leanna
1: uh, quigley getting stabbed or Mm -hmm. that was towards the end so i think at that point yeah, the guy who got killed by the sword in the football <laughs> had already bought it, which was a brilliant idea.
2: Very creative. It's silly, but it's creative, <laughs> I will say that.
1: Getting getting killed by a football flying, which has a sword stuck through the middle of it. Very improbable, but, uh, you know. <laughs> um, so, and then, yeah, you had the pole vaulter, that scene that scene was just there, like, literally just to, like, show another kill. Like, there was nothing. The killer wasn't even chasing him or anything. It's just some random dude on the on the yeah. field. I
2: feel like the spacing between killings, like, between the first one and the second one was a while. And then by the end, it was just, like, they had to, like, rush and get them all over with.
1: Then they were all crammed into each other. Right? <laughs> yeah, because then
2: there was, like, the second girl who gets murdered, like, the parallel bars girl. Oh, yeah.
1: When she's like shaving her legs by the sink.
2: Yeah, which was a thing that I made note of. I'm like, I don't know any, like, why would she shave her legs in the sink after like the, I guess you
1: got to do it sometime, right?
2: Or maybe it was a stress response. to <laughs> It's like, I'm going to go shave my legs. I know. After.
1: And uh, Yeah, she's doing it. She's holding up the razor and she's like, this is for you, coach. <laughs> yeah.
2: <She's> like, huh?
1: <laughs> well, you know, she's a high school kid, so maybe he just doesn't have like a routine figured out yet.
2: I guess not.
1: <laughs> but, yep, that was the wrong time to be doing it because that's when the killer walked up behind her and I think stabbed hers for the neck. Mm-hmm. And her body ended up in the closet.
2: Right. Yep.
1: And then... When it was revealed, there was two girls that pulled the the locker open. The coach just happens to be there, mm-hmm. and he's the one that's getting the most attention for the movie as being the potential killer. After it didn't go well for him after the first girl died. I mean, that was right. that was a, a just a crazy accident. But of course, like one by one, as more people are dying, mm-hmm. they're all going back to the track. It's all the track team. Yeah. So it's yeah. looking more and more like he could be the killer. He's just too detached um from from everybody that's on the team. He's just kind of you know there's a there's a point like towards the end of the movie where uh Ann Ramstead corners him mm-hmm. like in the shop room and you know she's pressing him cuz she she's convinced that he's the one. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, he's like I didn't kill your sister. He's like, yeah, I might have yelled at her, but you know, it was out of love and it was, af- you know, just wanting to see her succeed. He's like, she was power and she was precision. And then her sister's just like, like a machine, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then he just like, kind of... Sp-
2: I got all the information I needed. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. So it was just bad timing that he would be there while that body was there. And, then-
2: and also unfortunate that he pulled out a sword for whatever reason. Oh,
1: yeah. The murder like, weapon.
2: Why did he do that?
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> it worked out brilliantly for the actual killer who yeah, turned out to be the it boyfriend.
2: Very convenient.
1: Yeah. It's almost like he saw the future. He's just like, <laughs> well, if two girls pull this locker open and find the body of this one girl, I'll leave the sword here because maybe the coach will be around <laughs> and he can pick up the sword and he'll look like the killer. And then yeah the coach runs off chased by that guy i forget his name
2: but he was kevin yeah
1: oh good job (laughs) kevin the real killer yeah he's chasing down the coach to to make it look like he's chasing after the actual killer to Mm -hmm. try and trick everybody
2: yeah who i thought he looked so much older than what i think high schoolers look like yeah that's often the case (laughs) i was like how old Mm -hmm. is this kid how many times has he been through Uh, 12th grade
1: (laughs) right I remember like talking about prom night and thinking even Jamie Lee Curtis looked like a mom in that movie but she was supposed to be one of the high school kids yeah
2: well I thought everybody else looked pretty age appropriate except for him oh yeah and I think there was also like a weird thing going on between him and the sister like why was he writing her letters while she was in the army I guess I don't know
1: oh um so he wanted to see her at his house and I guess talk about the death. He want no, he wanted to see her but he didn't specify where. Oh I think he had mailed a sympathy note.
0: Oh,
2: I thought he was like writing letters to her regularly or something. Um and then there was like vibes between them, I thought. Oh really? <laughs> was, like, when she was at the house? Right. Yeah. I was like, is there something like weird going on between these two?
1: Interesting. Very ambiguous. Yeah. I yeah. Don't know. The director, Herb Freed, knew what he was doing. <laughs> Herb Fried is now a rabbi, by the way.
2: Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, He's still he there. certainly went through a shift in something. Like
1: <laughs> he made a string of horror movies. This was, like, the only notable one. Yeah. The first one I ever saw that was actually directed by him was called Beyond Evil, and it was pretty <laughs> notorious for having very bad special effects. <laughs> like, it actually has... Even for that time, like, 1980, this, the effects were considered bad. Wow. Okay. There's one scene, I think, where state linda day george it shows Mm -hmm. like lasers coming out of the eyes but (laughs) it's so poorly done it's like (laughs) it looks so silly
2: he needed to uh, devote his life to god for the rest of his life to make up for this uh, abomination of effects i guess Uh,
1: it was pretty crazy there's a scene (laughs) i think where a guy is like in a car and i don't know if he's it's been a while since I've seen it. But I think the, the guy's hands were tied or something. But he's in a car and he has no control over it. Mm-hmm. But the car's going like two miles an hour. But the guy's <laughs> screaming as if it's like about to crash into something. Like, well, it's going two miles an hour. So um Kevin chases the coach into that same path again where mm-hmm. everybody else is getting killed. And it's, he, he's face-to-face with him. And then he reveals to the coach that, you know what? Actually, I am the killer. He's like, it was me. I killed all those people on the track team. Um <laughs>
2: Yeah, which I didn't understand. I mean, maybe I could, like, get why he was, like, angry at the coach for, like, pushing Laura too hard, but, like, why did he feel like everyone on the track team needed to be punished?
1: I guess, you know, revenge can be very uh, powerful. You lose <laughs> somebody that's close to you. They were supposed to get married the day after graduation, right?
0: Uh-huh. And
1: so he just flipped out on everyone, and uh, the coach... I guess more than anyone, especially for pushing her. Yeah. But yeah, the rest of the track team, I don't know if that was necessary. Right. Yeah. And the funny thing is the coach is the last one to get killed. Do you think he would have been the first? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and you got to say he had to be pretty confident that he he was going to kill the coach at that point mm-hmm. since now he's confessed to about 7 murders. Yeah. The coach is just standing there and all he has <laughs> is like a knife to kill him with. But ultimately he wouldn't even need that because that random cop kind of finds the them them there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And Kevin's like, Oh, look, look, the coach has got a knife. And he ducks down and the cop. Another shoots.
2: convenient, uh, another good thing for Kevin that uh, the coach does. In,
1: uh... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Things conveniently worked out. Um, but yeah, so there was like a lot of, a lot of inconsistencies and a lot of kind of, loose ends Mm -hmm. with this movie Uh, getting back to mr roberts
2: your favorite character that's right Mm -hmm.
1: i don't know what the deal was with this guy like why they made (laughs) him look like liberace in front of the piano and acting as flamboyant as he was (laughs) but at the same time he's like a womanizer it's just a very contradictory image they paint of him
2: yeah i don't know
1: He's got like these three girls like sitting on top of the piano. They're just kind of like they're just obsessed with him.
2: Yeah, I didn't really understand the appeal either. No. He looked
1: like <laughs> he looked like Jerry Lee Lewis, I guess, like an old like in the older years. <laughs> and he dressed like liberace, like I was saying. Yeah. And these girls, oh, Mr. Roberts, tell us more about your days on Broadway. Just being on Broadway. You know, it's like it doesn't sound like the most um I don't know. So anyway, you know, they're just like kind of on. And then one girl who's Leanna Quigley again, she walks up and she kind of just like takes control of the whole situation. She's like, Mr. Roberts and I need some alone time.
2: <laughs> Dolores.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He's like, oh, Dolores, I'm so glad you're here. Yeah, I want to talk about your grades. Unfortunately, there's no way I can pass you. And he goes to pick up the folder that has her grades in it. <laughs> She slaps his hand down. She's like, forget that. I think there is some way you can pass me.
0: He's like, no, 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 Dolores. You can't
1: do that. He's like, at least not here. Somebody could walk in. (laughs) It's like, what a pervert. Yeah, so of course, she accomplishes what she wants to. He's he's going to pass her. But -hmm. then, another confusing thing is that that whole seduction she did with him, Mm -hmm. she records it.
0: Er
2: Or... yeah, do we know that she records it? Or is it like...
1: But who did?
2: Well, remember when there was there were two kids that like ran out of the boiler room yeah. when he was down there? Right. Who was that?
1: <laughs> uh, that's a good question. Uh, because you're watching this and it's like, oh, okay. Well, clearly somebody's out to blackmail him. Yeah. But that's the end of it. You right. never even see him again in the movie. He never gets in trouble for it. The tape is never brought to anybody.
2: And it kind of would have made sense if, like, the killer was just, like, you know, wanting to go on a random killing spree. But, like, I guess the whole theme of the movie is that there's a group of people that the killer is checking off this list. But, like, Mr. Roberts was not in that picture. So it's, like, it didn't make any sense to kind of, like, have that build up. (laughs) Because it just, yeah, there was no... Uh, reason for that to happen <laughs> yeah
1: i guess just one of those scenes they throw out there just to think that they're throwing you off of of something but yeah it kind of comes off a little disjointed right a couple good lines came out of it though <laughs> when roberts was trying to track down the noise which is what led him into the boiler room in the first place he runs into the coach in the stairway
0: mm-hmm.
1: he's like oh, oh hi coach how you doing The coach is just like mumbles something he's like do you hear that noise coach is like what noise it's like well it's everywhere he's like and the coach is like well what do you think it is and the coach and roberts is like i don't know but i'm gonna try and find out coach is like you do that <laughs> he just walks away and then once roberts is in the boiler room he hears that tape he's he listening to himself on tape
2: yeah it's
1: <laughs> like oh dolores he's like do you like snakes this is my pet cobra like, oh <laughs> is it poisonous <laughs> <So hilarious.
2: laughs> exactly what you want to hear in the moment no right
1: really. <laughs> um yeah so i mean that uh, i don't know i didn't get it with that guy um yeah very random characters in the whole movie um mcgregor the dumbass i guess campus cop
2: Oh, yeah, that's uh, right. Every
1: time they introduce one in, the, in any movie, whether it's Scream or whatever, uh, the cop is shown <laughs> as being not too bright. Mm-hmm. He comes across the couple that's on the bench in the park. They're smoking dope. And mm-hmm. he's like, what do you kids think you're doing? He's like, I could bust you. He's like, I could lock you up. They're like, ooh. Like, <laughs> they had this like funny thing they said to him, something about like, I don't know. Narks flying instead of flying south for the winter, they fly up their own assholes, and then what's co- what comes out in the spring? egg. <laughs> <laughs> some good one-liners in there.
2: Yeah, it's almost like they had these ideas, and it didn't really fit with the movie, but they wanted to throw them in somehow. So it was like, you know, I can well. appreciate that. Sometimes, <laughs> like you
1: have some really good ideas, and it's just like it's too good of an idea not to include, even if it doesn't fit. Yeah. But you insist on jamming it. Hey, I've done that with my own projects before.
2: Including this podcast. Exactly. (laughs) I was going to say that. You beat me to it. (laughs) But then also it's just like then the sister completely disappears after you've kind of like latched onto her as like the one likable character, potentially the main protagonist, and then she's just gone.
0: (laughs) Yeah.
1: They circle back. They bring her in at the end of the movie um, when she goes to Kevin's house. Mm Mm-hmm. So at that point, the coach has been shot. So for all everybody knows, like the killer's done.
2: Could be her too.
1: Yeah, right. I guess most speculation though was like the way uh, the coach kind of got framed. Yeah, yeah. And killed. So they they pretty much assume like everything's over Mm -hmm. and people can move on. But then she goes to Kevin's house. I forget why exactly. Um And she just walks right in. She's like... She's opening random doors here and there. (laughs) Then she opens up one. And she sees somebody sitting there wearing a graduation cap. Mm -hmm. She's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't know anybody was in this room. I didn't want to disturb you. And she walks in front of the person. Turns out it's the corpse of her younger sister. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I thought that was
2: actually kind of creepy. Very (laughs) creepy. Yeah,
1: definitely. And then... Yeah. And then Kevin barges in. He's like, oh... I'm so glad you two are together again. You can catch up. He's like, the two of us are going to get married soon, just as planned. Yeah. And the look of horror on Anne's face. It's like, wow.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was like a decent twist. I mean, it's a little Mm -hmm. bit tropey now because like, I guess I've seen it done in in other things. Yeah,
1: um, the only one that comes to mind is Psycho. I don't know if you ever saw that. I mean, that's going way back, but... Mm. The guy was obsessed with his mother and he kept his mother's corpse in a room in in that hotel. So it's a little bit of a throwback to that.
2: Well, going even more throwback, it's kind of like Miss Havisham and Great Expectations. I don't think she ever keeps the body of her... It's been a while since I've read that book, but she has this... like decomposing like wedding cake and she's like 80 years old or older, and... <laughs> but it's
1: just a cake well a no
2: she has like this entire um spread on the table that has just been like fossilized because it's been sitting there ever since she was supposed to be like wedded to her betrothed like oh i don't know 70 years prior or whatever
1: oh okay <laughs> so yeah it's kind of like along that same theme
2: yeah yeah, the, the one that just couldn't let go and goes insane.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty... I'm sure there's people out... Uh, there's been people out there. There's been killers and stuff uh, that just keep bodies around. Yeah, Why I'm, not? Sure, I'm sure it happens. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to miss it? <laughs> um, Yep, but yeah, that's an interesting, interesting scene. I mean, it's... In the midst of their struggle, like while she's in that room, somehow her sister's corpse launches forward (laughs) and then pushes Kevin out the window and they both end up on the ground. A little convenient for Anne. Yeah. And she just gets out of the house. She's she opens the front door, then Kevin just marches right past her with the body going back upstairs and saying, Um, okay, I'm out of here. But of course he catches up with her.
2: Yeah, Kevin continues to be (laughs) the spry killer that he is. (laughs) Right.
1: Yeah um so yeah she gets him in the end like there's i don't know there's like a it's under something bleachers maybe mm-hmm. or it's on a beach i don't know what it was it was this took place in california so
2: yeah no right. it was it was under the bleachers and she like pushes him into
1: there's like a, a locker there where the the guy from the the pole vaulting
2: yeah and he's still stuck to like the he's the now spikes. upright Instead yeah. of laying horizontal yeah. he's now vertical yeah and then he dies like on the same spikes that yeah he killed the other guy on he gets pushed but... back into it yeah i was i was very impressed that um anne ensign anne was wearing hmm. all white and yet not a drop of blood Got onto her dress this entire time.
1: Yeah, I know. Somehow that always just kind of happens. The main character just luckily avoids any kind of uh, dirt, uh-huh. if they're wearing something clean looking. And then, yeah, her running away from that house, like backing up a few minutes, was pretty hilarious too. It just like <laughs> she's running, but they tried to make it look, uh, I guess, a little unearthly the way. But it come, it came off kind of funny looking.
2: Yeah. They kind of, like, I guess tried to make it a callback to, like, when her sister was running, like.
1: Oh, yeah, you might be right.
2: When they were, like, stitching in the, yeah. True, the yeah. cuts there. But which, with
1: her wearing a white dress, it just doesn't come across.
2: Yeah. It was also, like, why are they, you know, I guess doing it that way? There wasn't that much of a parallel, but.
1: Yeah, it would know. have been one thing, like, if they'd grown up together they'd shown more of that through flashbacks maybe and they were training together but no there was none of that
2: like wow she (laughs) was on the track team and was running and now her sister is also running it's the same (laughs) exact thing
1: (laughs) 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 yep so clearly not a perfect movie but better than average as horror movies go Mm -hmm. um yeah Yeah, it just kind of ends like, you know, the guy gets killed and then she's back at her mom's house again. Mm -hmm. She's going to bed and then there's suddenly a false alarm where you think Kevin's maybe is still alive because you see his face for a second, but it's just her stepdad there with a a bottle, like, giving her shit again.
2: Right. Yeah, I kind of wanted more for her, I think. Yeah. Because, like, she, she was introduced as such, like, you know, this badass, like, ensign- yeah and from the military or whatever and then it just kind of like ends she doesn't even like kill him with her like you know by her own hand it's kind of like right like he ends up falling backwards into the thing and like it shows like three seconds of her like training in action (laughs) and then at the end it's just like oh well she's still like scared by her father and still has that thing going on. And then she's just like, gets driven off <laughs> to her wherever. And I was just like, Oh, it would have been nice if she had like more of an arc. Yeah. There.
1: Yeah. And then kind of leaves her mom. Like, her mom wants her to stay longer. <laughs> yeah. She's like, Nope. Got to get back on the plane. See ya. <laughs>
2: it's
1: like, uh, yeah, I was thinking the same thing though. It would have been nice. Like if they had made her more of a character, it, it Yeah, would have throughout the movie. That would have been a nice uh, change of pace from what you usually see.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and again, like I said in the last, in Day of the Dead, she looked like somebody who could have been like in other movies also. But mm-hmm. I looked, I tried to find her name and I think she was not some other stuff but nothing very high profile. But she had the look of somebody who could have been. Yeah. So, graduation day. Well, that was fun. I hope everybody had as much fun listening to this as I do watching it every year. I would highly recommend you do the same. Give it a look every uh, every May, and it will definitely enhance it will enhance your life and get you prepared for the summer to enjoy it.
2: Yeah, ring in, ring in the warm summer days.
1: Exactly, which probably makes no sense whatsoever, <laughs> but whatever does on this podcast. <laughs> well, unless there was anything further you wanted to say about graduation day, I guess that pretty much sums it up for me
2: yeah i think i hit all of my
0: talking points
1: i think i did too um so with that everybody um i guess we're out of here not sure what we're gonna do next time but until then have a good one